All right, here we go. Turin Giants podcast number 196, the season opener, off-season number nine. I am so happy to be here with you guys. You know what we always say, you have a ton of choices in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you spending an hour or so with us. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most, and I'm joined by our, by our old friend, Mr. Rob. How you doing, buddy? Oh, good, buddy. Hey, look at that. Yeah, we got a live, live audience here for you, man. What an introduction. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How you doing? You gotta, you gotta let them, you gotta let them hear you, man. Come on. People are happy. We got, we got sound effects. We've... This is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Oh, season, season nine is gonna be such a shit show because I just covered an app. Uh, that will let us play sound effects and, and music and stuff like that. So we're <laughs> we're upping our production value here on the Turin Giants podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at Turin Giants. Also on Twitter is the best way to reach us at Juve Podcast, and the merchandise page is at Turin Giants on Twitter as well. TurinGiants.com. Uh, many of you have purchased. Uh, the products, many of you have done it more than once, and we appreciate you guys. Raf still haven't purchased anything, by the way. <laughs> but but please please check out our merchandise. I'm, walking, I'm working on um, uh, remodeling the website, so please be patient. We've been having a lot of fun with this. Uh, you know, re- uh, releasing awesome merchandise and, and little fashion pieces and stickers are very popular. So if you want to support our podcast, please... Check out TurinGiants.com. Rav has been has been working hard on after after coming back, he's been reinventing himself on Twitter and on his website. Uh, please please give people what they what they want. How do they how do they reach you on Twitter, my friend? Um, if you want to listen to my personal bullshit, you can you can reach me at uh, Il Gobo 2002. Uh, and I'm also working and covering Juventus for a new project with a friend, which is uh, Foot Italia One, which is on Twitter. And if you want to go on the website, it's uh, footitalia.com. And uh, we try and cover pretty much everything that's happening in City. Uh, there's a lot of Juve stuff on there, so come visit. It's been it's it's, it's been a great um, endeavor so far. Um, yeah, I always mention how many followers. You, you gained in a short amount of time, and that's just a testament to your hard work. Please check out what Rob is doing, and you know, you know he does it best. Oh, Before thanks, we man. get started, we got a, we got a pack, we got we have a packed show today. We're going to discuss uh, a few things that's been that's been on the news. But before that, you know how I love to give the shout-outs. You know, I always appreciate our listeners, and um, we like to read the. The countries, the top ten countries that listen to us, and then dive a little mm-hmm. deeper into the cities that have amassed the most amount of listens on this on this podcast. So, United States number one. We got a we got a newcomer. I don't remember this country being even in the top ten, but Costa Rica with a number two. I, there must be one really really loyal <laughs> listener there. So, shout outs to uh, someone in San Jose, Costa Rica that's been listening to us. We appreciate you. Australia, number three. United Kingdom, number four. Canada. Canada's always been number number two. I don't know what's going on, Canada. Yeah. Uh, number five, Saudi Arabia, number six. Sweden, number seven. Denmark, eight. Germany, Italy, Romania, Kuwait, Finland, Iran, Mexico. I, I just love wow. I love the outreach we have. Let's let's find the most random country. Amazing. 
Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. We're, I'm, I'm here in Chicago, Illinois, one of the most beautiful cities in the United States, and, and you know, Rob is joining me across the pond. Across the uh, pond, uh, That's right. You, you know, you don't have to... You don't have to mimic the <laughs> British. You literally have it. You know that, right? Yeah. But your 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 English is very very, and your voice goes well with. You're literally the only reason I have you on the podcast is, 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 <laughs> is to listen to you. Oh, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> uh, well, yes, thank you all for listening. Uh, and like I said, individual shout outs. Uh, listeners from Chicago, Leicester, uh, Pittsburgh. Where's my uh, uh, San Francisco, Toronto, uh, Miami, Mon- Montreal, uh, many, many more. Thank you all for listening. We love all of our listeners worldwide. Fantastic. Yes, sir. Today's a birthday. One of the goats, one of the legends. Would, oh, would you yeah. say this is a top 10 player in the Juventus history? Without a shadow of a doubt, 100%. He's one of my Pavel... all-time favorite players. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Pavel Nedved. Celebrating yeah. his. Did we figure out how old he is? Because we're, we're clearly both terrible with with math. But he's he's turning either forty nine or fifty today. He's so uh, to he's fifty. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, his his birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday! Yes, having that Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was able to uh, snap a photograph with him during their last visit to America. It was a, it was a hard get, you know. Wow. I, I, many people said that they were trying to catch uh, <laughs> Nedved. But funny enough, he mm. was, um, I was able to take a picture with him because he was waiting for his order from a bar. So as soon as he got his <laughs> champagne, his two glasses of champagne, he was out of there. I was able to find him. You know how, how important that is. We're not going to discuss. We're not going to... Um, Listen, man had fun <laughs> as long as he's not um, hurting yeah, anyone. Exactly. If if you want to know what we're talking about, just 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 Google it. I I had to Google his birthday, and it was that's all I saw was was there was the news about the exactly leaked videos so. with him drunk and stumbling, and um, we won't yeah, touch on could, that. But hmm. actually, I am reading your Twitter at no. Foot Italia One. Hmm. Uh, you've listed Serie A three. Coppa Italia, two, Supercoppa, two trophies, UEFA Super Cup, one, uh, UEFA Cup Winners' Cup, one, and, of course, the Ballon d'Or mm-hmm. uh, that Arsenal fans are still not happy about. <laughs> but there's that, that one trophy that got away. We, oh. it, it, would be, it, it would be wrong not to mention that yellow card um, against Nedved in the semifinal. Who was that against, Mermi? Sat that yeah. small team from Spain called Real Madrid. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's a lot right. of people have final. And that son of a bitch, yeah, Steve McManaman. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We went to the final in Manchester against Milan without our key player. Mm. Who knows? Who knows what would? Who knows what would happen? Um, Ralph, what do you want to talk about? We've got a couple of transfers in and out. We have. Um, Unpleasant situation with one of our players. Uh, Mercato is almost over. What are your ratings? And we'll we'll touch yeah. on the latest game against Roma. I know we're kind of late with it, but I feel like we had time to ponder. We had time to think about it. Uh, I would true. love to hear your thoughts. First of all, Leandro Paredes um, mm. seems seems like the the deal is done. We have another Argentinian. We have a 
core of South American players at Juve right now. Hopefully everything goes through. It's not official. We haven't gotten the here we go yet, but we will be getting a quality midfielder. I have a couple of his stats here for... I do not have a couple of his stats here. <laughs> this website is crap. But basically, um, as a PSG player, they have someone coming in who's going to replace him. They've got um, Fabian Ruiz who's coming in. That deal is, I think, is done as of today. Like he's, I think he's traveling to Paris today to get that done. Um, and then the coach uh, Christophe Gaultier, uh, he did a pre-match press conference I think about an hour ago and I was reading it mm -hmm. and he said that he hasn't called out Paredes because uh, he's joining Juventus he's basically said it's done so yeah, yeah. Gotta, here we go yeah I, I think it'll I think later on tonight we'll probably get the official sort of you know like he's flying and the, the gang that love to follow the players <laughs> when they're flying um, so, 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 so tell me this as a person who obviously knows more about Juve um So he's in this defensive mid midfielder spot. Who do you yeah. think? What, what do you think about the rotation that will happen around him? Because first few games of the season, we saw midfield struggling a little better in the first half against Roma. Uh, but this is a this is a very important signing. How do you think? How do you think Juve will position the other midfielders now with the arrival of Paredes? I think more than likely, I think he is going to be one of the players that plays every week. I think unless he really, you know, like he really flatters to deceive and plays really poorly, he's going to be the guy that more than likely will sit just in front of the defense. So he's going to play that kind of, that kind of pedal role, but not, not exactly. He's nowhere near that level, but he's going to be the guy that, that sort of creates from deep. I think like the way that I look at it is when Pogba is fit, Pogba will play on the left of him, I would think, and in a slightly more advanced role. Um, mm -hmm. And then Locatelli as well, I think, would probably play on That's the right. That's what I'm wondering about. That's what yeah. I want to know. If we're going to get the best of Locatelli after this, during the season. I think he didn't, so. He didn't, look, he, didn't, he didn't look too comfortable. Aside from a couple of highlight, uh, highlight reels, uh, you would want him to play a little towards the goal. He seems happier when he's playing further up the pitch, but you stick him in front of the defense, you expect him to kind of shield the back and try and create from deep. And I'm pretty sure everyone watched that game against Sampdoria, which is, it's kind of become infamous now, but the way, <laughs> the and way. It's so funny played. because it, it, sorry to interrupt. It, it no, was no. only a zero, it was a zero, zero away at an away stadium, which is, you know, kind of difficult to play in. It wasn't a terrible result. But it's, it's you know, Allegri looks at results, but we as spectators, we as as fans, we're just not happy with the performance at all. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's not a terrible result. It's one point away, but then, then you look at the game itself, it was just a complete snooze fest. There was a, a video clip where you could see, I think it was probably the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so, and it was just, <laughs> the midfield was passing it to the right back to the center, to the left, back mm -hmm. to the center, to the right. It was absolutely horrendous. It was one of the worst games I think I've seen in some time. And that, that's really saying, saying something. something. Yeah. yeah. But the whole idea is Paredes comes in. You have Pogba who kind of brings that sort of creative spark and get forward into the final third, can offer a, 
you know, like more of a threat. And then I'm assuming Locatelli because I can't, I can't really think, you know, what else are you going to do with that midfield? I think McKenney is probably going to be the first guy to get dropped. Miretti is hopefully going to play more often while those guys are injured. Um, maybe Zakaria plays on the right. Rabio. There's so many options. It's still kind of up in the air. I think the only thing that I know for certain is that we'll play a three-man midfield because that's what Allegri likes to do. But in terms of who fits in those positions, we're kind of lucky. We, we got a fair bit of, yeah. you know, like alternating we can do. And the Midfield is definitely there. overloaded. And that's the reason why I would not be against Zakaria shipping, shipping him away. Uh, if you saw the game against Roma, mm. as soon as he got subbed in and Rabiot, hopefully, I'm, I, I haven't heard anything. Maybe he just pulled something. Mm. He was sub, subbed out as a precaution. The quality dropped. If you look, if 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 you see Zacharias' highlights, quote unquote, <laughs> the the quality went down by a lot. You know, there was a lot of misplaced passes. Maybe it's because he was not expecting to come out. But as a, as a player, as a professional, you expect to kind of join the game seamlessly. But the 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 passes were terrible. He was running around like a like a chicken with his head cut off. It was really strange, wasn't it? So all the talk about, and I just read, I think it was even on your Twitter, the fact mm. that he's unhappy about, you know, being trying to be included in the in the outgoing deals only oh. six months after he arrived. That mm. doesn't make him happy. But you know, cash in while you can. I just I'm, I have I have a bad feeling about Zakaria. Hopefully, I'm wrong. But since our midfield is so mm. overloaded, I feel like. Losing him to a to a smaller Italian team wouldn't be a, the worst thing, and making a little money off of that. What do you think? I think I, I'm going to be more generous than you. I think maybe he's only had six months, really, well, six months, say six, seven months in total to kind of bed in, and then he was injured for a big chunk of it. And I know that we we didn't sign him for much, and he, you know, like we, he only had a year left on his contract, so we could exploit that. But you know, I wouldn't be against us selling him if it if it's a really decent fee but if it's not good money i'd rather keep him because i think he he still has something to offer i think we've seen glimpses of what he can do you know it's not like the finished product in terms of him adapting to not just juve but city and just getting used to that tempo so Uh, right maybe maybe it was because he was going forward so much i feel like Mm. he's a much better defensive player he does remind me of pogba of earlier days yeah uh, with with the daddy long legs, that's what I call him. You know, he reaches in with those legs, even if yeah. he's lost, even if he's lost a player past him, <laughs> yeah. he he can kind of reach from behind and kind of scoop the ball. I do like that. I do like that his strides are so big. When he yeah. runs, he can catch up to to the opposition. Uh, yeah, maybe it was just him going forward that was that, that was that was pretty <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if we're mentioning awful performances against Roma it, we, we have to mention De Chilio that sec, the second half you know every time he lost the ball it was a groan around the around the stadium and around my house uh, yeah pretty pretty bad low lights as far as as far as those players it's a shame because I feel like in that game a lot of players some players are really playing really, really well, like they were bringing their A game and we, we were much, much better. I know it's not difficult to improve when you look at what 
you know, what we did against Sampdoria. But that whole game just felt better. Like it felt that some players were sort of, you know, trying to lead by example. And then you've got these players like Dicilio who just... I, mm-hmm. I can't believe I just it's, I can't believe that it's we 2022 and we still have Dicilio on our team Dicilio and Alexandro I, I can't believe that we're going into a season I, I don't mean to be negative because I know people like to you know like keep their hopes up and stuff but you know 21st century 2022 we're playing Dicilio and Alexandro left back yeah. and Danilo and I'm not going to say anything about Cuadrado because I love him but yeah <sighs> We can we can do better. That's all I'm going to say. We can definitely Quad, do better. Yeah, Cuadrado did get gassed. Um, full of energy first half. Mm. But unfortunately, you know, in the Champions League, if we're, if we're trying to go all the way, which I know every year, that's the that's the dream. And uh, one day, my friend, I know we keep repeating on the podcast, <laughs> what are we going to do? Next summer, you and me, Istanbul, baby. <laughs> that's right. The, I mean, we, 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 we will be popping bottles in that fountain in the the town square. But before we get to that, we must fix the situation a little bit. We must must realize that players like Cuadrado are not going to stretch, you know, three fronts that we're we're, we're battling. You're not going to get all you you can out of Cuadrado. Man is just getting old. Alexandro. But to be honest, Alexandro did not do that terrible. That terribly in that in that half, but he did get gassed like the rest of the team. Um, he's okay. He's not. I feel like you know, like awful you look going his, forward, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like you look at the seasons that he's had. Like he gives us one primo season, and then the next season he's rubbish. <laughs> season after that, he's even worse. Then he suddenly comes back. He's like the old Alexandra, and then you get two or three more seasons of absolute rubbish. So I was kind of hoping, like. If that trend continues, he's had, you know, like two really bad seasons. This season we get like vintage Alexandra, like he gives us one last, you know, amazing sort of performance or a whole season of performances. But mm, yeah. Nah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you're making people laugh, you know? Yeah, I'm not I'm not holding out any hope. I mean we still, the the thing to say is we still got one day, so you never know by some miracle. Like there could be some completely anonymous, unknown left back who you've ever been scouting for like two years and say, like out of the blue, they sign him. But yeah. I'm, I think I'm, by now, even Alexandro is like, really, guys? <laughs> <laughs> He's just shocked every time he sees his name yeah. on the starting roster. He's like, really? Me? All right. We'll do it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, before we proceed, we've got a couple more things to talk about. Rav, mm. happy belated birthday, buddy. Oh. <laughs> And if you guys want to wish Rob a happy birthday, he loves receiving tweets. Uh, so go ahead. No, no, it's fine, seriously. Happy belated. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, we didn't uh, announce the announce it officially. No, that's but okay. last Thursday was your birthday, and we all love you, man. Everybody, everybody loves oh. you, and we we wish you the best in this in this new year. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, make it the best you. year, buddy. So far, um, moving on to our new acquisition. What mm. are your thoughts on Milik? Uh, it's it's really difficult we'll... to get <laughs> it's difficult to get too excited about a guy who you're signing as like a backup striker you know like he's going to be on the bench I think he might come on here and there and but I still think like you look at his goal record when he was at Napoli you look at his goal record in France it's not that bad I have it in front of me if you want 
Yeah, go for it. I mean, I think it's like 30 goals in 55 games, which is a pretty decent return. And I know that he's he's not the fittest player that we could have signed, but we're not signing him to start. You know, like he's not going to be there every week. We're signing him to sit on the bench, to come on when hopefully we're 2-0 up or something. And he just keeps that intense the intensity that we need. So I'm, I'm not... I know a lot of people are really down on his signing and I, I kind of laughed about it because he's always injured, but I don't think it's such a bad deal. I think to get a player like that on loan with the option to buy, not the obligation, you know, it's 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 a pretty decent deal to have him yeah. available. I don't know if you agree with that or if you're... It uh, just makes, makes sense. Um, yeah. Listen, he looks fit. I know I, I, someone even posted on Twitter... It made me laugh so hard. Um, there was an v- old video of uh, uh, an, uh, an Egyptian mummy being <laughs> being put into into a CT scan, into one of those magnetic CT scans. <laughs> Somebody wrote, "This is Millie going through his J medical uh, procedure," uh. and th- that made me laugh. But hopefully, hopefully, we keep him uh, keep him healthy. I know. Injuries, injuries, man. Let's talk about the injuries. God damn it. What's going on? Uh, hopefully, we'll keep him away from J-Medical. Uh, in Napoli in 2018-2019 season, he scored uh, 17 goals, 3 assists. His uh, I'm just trying to uh, uh, edit them a, by, by goals. His, it's not a bad his record. Serie A, he scored the most goals in 18-19 for Napoli. That's 17 goals in 2019 and 20. He scored 11 goals and no assists. But his highest scoring season was in 2015-2016 for Ajax. I had no idea he played for Ajax, yeah. by the way. He scored 21 goals. And then the goals just kind of kind of dwindled. I think uh, the, the injuries, latest... yeah. Mar... Was, was that it? Yeah, like you, you look at his injury record. I think I worked it out um, the other week. I tweeted something about it. I think it worked out that over, I think since 2016, uh, he's had the equivalent of two seasons out through injury. Oh man! He's missed like a, I think, just over a year in of matches oh, wow. just purely through injury. So he's he's had it rough. But it's like you were saying, if he's not going to be, you know, like playing every single week, if he's on the bench, it's you know, like how is he going to get injured if he comes on for twenty minutes? He, he can't. Well, yeah, well, he in- but. Yeah. I, I googled it right now. In 2017 and 18 season, he was out with a knee injury for 158 days. Yeah. And then another knee injury in 2020-2021 season, he was out from May 24th, excuse me, May 24th till mm. September 29th, 128 days. It's crazy. And then um, cruciate ligament injury. For 127 days, that's a long, that's a long time. He missed 29 games in one season, 23 games in another season. Yeah. Um, listen, man, I am not really optimistic about our injury. <laughs> so, yeah, not to be a not to be a downer, but no, I'm no. just fully fully expecting him to get injured very soon. <laughs> I'm not wishing it, but just just be prepared because yeah, um, with our with our injury record. You know, it's, it's about to happen. I guess, horrendous. Right? Yeah, don't understand that. But <sighs> hopefully, you know, hopefully it's a low, low risk transfer. He looked good when he came out against Roma. Uh, he did. I think he played like thirteen minutes or so, but he was he was a little active. Yeah. Uh, f- maybe, maybe it's the matter. Maybe it's the it's it's a case of, 
your teammates making you better. Maybe he didn't have a good supporting supporting staff at I think, Marseille. Um, yeah, I think it's that. But also, I mean, listening to his press conference yesterday, he was so motivated. He really, he was like, you know, I'm really happy to be here. I really want to be here. And it came across, he seemed really, you know, really genuine in what he was saying. So I think if we can keep him fit, which is obviously a big if, um, and he's played in that rotational way and he can come on and just keep that kind of pace and intensity. And we're only paying, I think it's 2 million. We don't have, like I said, we don't have any obligation to sign him at the end of this. So it's not something that's going to be forced. It's not a bad deal at all to, to get a player who scored that many goals over the course of his career to come and play at Juventus and be a bench player and be happy to do that. It's kind of a, it's, it's a pretty decent deal. I think I know the injuries are the big concern, but I think that's pretty good business when you look at it from the perspective of what we've done overall this summer. Yeah, I, I think, I think it under underwhelmed people simply because we were all waiting for Memphis to buy. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was it was it was already done. It, there were there were tweets from um, legit journalists. Yeah, that it was a done deal, and we were so excited because you know. If I had to choose between the two, you're obviously going to go with with the pie, and absolutely, I think that that added a huge amount of <laughs> uh, a, a bummer to the situation. And, I think that, uh, I'm trying to find this tweet where uh, somebody. I'm sorry for interrupting. Somebody no, no. just posted the fact that it was a done deal, but Barcelona just stepped in and and cancel the transfer see i read uh, that he had the deal in place that he was ready to leave and all that part was done but at the last minute he asked juve for more money and that's when juve said no man we're not doing this i think it, it depends on you know there's all these different sources but the one that i read was that everything was in place he was ready to come all sorted they were going to pay him quite a high salary because he's a bigger profile than Milik. Um, mm -hmm. but he wanted more money at the end of the day. And Juve just said, no, we have a deal. And I think it was their way of sort of saying, look, we're not going to haggle now just because you think that you've got some kind of bargaining power here. We'll just go somewhere else. And within two, three days, mm. Milik was done. So I don't know which one to believe, but that's what I read. So the truth yeah. will out. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the the fact that he's back in Serie A, Milik, maybe he's a little more comfortable um, in Italy. It, it, is, it is funny how players who play in Italy sort of don't do that well, not always do that well overseas. Hopefully it's it's one of those cases. Yeah. Uh, he comes back, feels a little more comfortable. And like I said, you know, it's a, it's also about your teammates who surrounds you and, and with Kostic coming in with the crosses and with a little bit of uh, uh, aerial danger. I wish I could find how many goals he scored with his head. Um Obviously, I don't want to Google that right now. We, we need a <laughs> we need a producer on the show. Speaking of produce, speaking of producing, uh, Dave, you know, I, I don't know why I haven't mentioned our YouTube page yet. We're working very hard on it. I know you guys have heard it here and there on our Twitter, but please go to uh, I think it's youtubecom slash Giants. Sign up for our YouTube channel. We, we're trying to do something different with it this year. We have Kevin Mack. He lives in Turin. He's an awesome guy. He he's originally from the U.S. He moved to Turin. He's, he's wow. literally buying an apartment with his wife, and they are settling in there. 
Uh, best of luck to him. And he's been bringing us awesome interviews from different spots in the city, and that includes uh, outside of the stadium. So we, were, we are trying to do something different with it, kind of take it outside of the studio, which is what Dave is doing. Uh, Dave will bring you guys the pregames and the lives and, uh, and uh, postgame shows. He's a really cool dude. I, I'm really lucky that he reached out to me. You know, you guys, you guys know I've been trying to f- start a YouTube channel for the last year or so, but I simply do not have time for it. So he reached out to me. He's been doing a great job um, setting up the, the the channel for now, but he is he is going to provide a little more content coming coming up. So if you guys will do me a huge favor and sign up for our YouTube channel, I would really really appreciate it. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. And we'll we'll be coming on it, too. Uh, the crew that you guys know, you know, obviously Rob, Sam, Giovanni, Matt, me, we will be popping in and out and yeah, uh, lending, lending support to Dave. So please, please subscribe to Ring Giants on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where was I going before this? <laughs> what were we talking about? Transfers, Milik? How would you how would you rate this Mercato so far? Let's just say Paredes Ooh. is the last person who comes in, um, and it's a done deal. What what kind of kind of rating would you give this Mercato? I I really think it's pretty good. I think it's more about the outgoings. I think if they got rid of Rabio, if they managed to sign a, a left back that actually stayed at the club, I think we're talking like nine out of ten. But I I would still give it a pretty high rating. I think. Seven and a half out of ten, eight out of ten, something okay. like that. I think getting rid of Ramsey is a big, that's a big deal. I think uh, so close to getting Rabio out the door, that would have been fantastic. Bringing Pogba back for free, Di Maria on a one-year deal. It's not the kind of mercato where we made a really. I know Bremer was a, a big deal, which I, I still think is one of the best signings we've done. He is the, he's the signing for you. Who was who oh, was the signing guy. for you? Bremer, 110%. Like, that's, for me, every single year, when Juve go out and buy a new centre-back, even if it's like 20 million, and then we spend 100 million on a on a midfielder, signing good defenders for me is the, that is the bedrock of Juve's success. So getting someone like Bremer for me is, is huge. But yeah, like, we didn't, we didn't spend loads of money. We spent really smart. We got really clever deals. We got players on loan. We kept some of the youngsters. We've loaned out some of the kids. We got rid of some of the Deadwood. You know, Delict basically funded our entire transfer window. I I think it's really decent. I think we haven't had yeah. to overspend. We haven't like gone beyond our means. We're still in that kind of post Ronaldo, you know, like sort of world where we we're still thinking about the amount of money that we spent on him and his salary. So the guys have been responsible. They haven't spent money that they don't have. They got really good players in economically. I think it's a it's a good uh, a good summer. I really do. I'm really excited. You mentioned the youth. I'm really excited about seeing more of Gatti. Uh, Miretti is has announced himself. Yeah. And now it's just, just now it's just a matter of keeping up that that form. Um, we we tend to overhype players, but if Miretti stays in this in this shape hmm. he's a fantastic player he looked way ahead of the year of uh, ahead of his years against roma just filled in that important slot gave a little uh gave a little oomph to the to the to the midfield yeah uh fagioli i'm i'm excited about him just watch the allegri press conference when where he says he's pretty much staying yeah uh rovella 
A lot of a lot of, a lot of movements in, on the youth front. I'm really excited about that. There's nothing nothing better to me than a good uh, homegrown talent that that lives up to its to to the hype. Really excited about that. Bremer, man. I mean, there's a there's there's a reason Mancini was at the game against Roma, trying to scout him. Uh, I believe Bremer is married to an Italian woman, so he is he is able to get um, Italian citizenship. Yeah, I think he's. I remember. Eligible. I remember somebody. I remember. I think it was even a Brazilian, uh, Brazilian Juve fan on Twitter. They explained that Brazilian national team doesn't like really big defenders. They want them to go forward and be kind of the threat going forward as well. And Bremer yeah. is Bremer's solid at the back. I don't know how how he'll be going forward, uh, but hey, if if Italy is Italian national team, if they're able to. Um, bring him their their way. I think he'll be yeah. an amazing addition. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. Seven seven out of ten. Seven point five. Uh, the fact that we couldn't. I mean, Arthur is also on his way out. I feel like that that will give another point five. The fact that we'll be paying paying his possibly paying his salary. I'm not too crazy about that. It's one of those Paratici deals that we're still paying for. Um, yeah. That was that was. We were so happy when that happened. When when we were able to swap Pjanic with Arthur, and then little did we know, man. Oh, yeah, that, that was a yeah. that was a. Just oh, we like our signed friend, the. Our um, Maurizio says it's a disaster. <laughs> and we signed the kid as well, um, Cambiaso, who we sent out on loan sort of straight away, which everyone has forgotten about because he was one of the first signings we made in the summer. Yep. So he could be. You know that that could end up being something that pays off for next season. So we got Caio George. Um, he's recovering from a from a bad injury. Um, yeah, I feel like in a couple of months, in a couple of months, Juve will start firing on all cylinders. You know how Allegri's Allegri's team doesn't doesn't come alive until later later games, and we'll get some of the injured players back. But to me, Chiesa is there's there's our squad, and there's Chiesa. He stands. Yeah. Chiesa and Vlaovic will we'll do damage. We'll do a lot of damage to, to the opposition. You mentioned Ronaldo. And uh, I'd like to dedicate a couple of minutes, and this will be your, your stage, because you, <laughs> you said something so, so well on Twitter, and I got a lot of traction. I got a lot of people talking. So shout-outs to Route1Football on, on Twitter. So this is just one of those transfer transfer. Uh, pages that I follow. Uh, he posted yesterday, when Ronaldo's desire to leave Manchester United became public in July, a source told ESPN that the news was greeted with joy by the majority of his teammates at United and Ronaldo had become a pain in the ass. So I kind of you know, retweeted that, subtweeted, and I, and I asked the question, many Juve fans are still bitter about the way Ronaldo left last second, last second without leaving us a chance to find a replacement. I mean, that kind of started our year really crappy. The fact yeah. that the fact that we were playing catch up in the beginning. So I posed the question: Your thoughts on his desperation attempt to leave United, possibly for even Napoli? Uh, and you wrote something. Uh, you said that he's one of the greatest of all time of any sport. But his obsession with his personal legacy makes him a vac vacuous individual with no sense of respect for those around him. It's tragic to see him rejected by all Europe because they've realized exactly that point. Yeah. Uh, very well said. Uh, can you expand on that for us? Yeah, I think, I think 
speaking purely from like the the Ju Juventino sort of perspective, I think we had seven eight years where it was very much team orientated. We had the years before we had these kind of individual solo players who were trying to do big things, but it wasn't a team. So we we had this team, and then we get Ronaldo come in, and yeah, I think he tried his best to adapt, and he tried his best to to kind of become more of a team player, but it just wasn't going to happen because he's Ronaldo. And the thing with him is always going to be the same thing. There was a point in his career where I think he realized how good he was. And I think he started buying into the hype and he kind of pushed himself and he became better and better where you got someone like Messi, who's like a natural talent. Ronaldo's had to work at it more. And I think because he's had to work at it more, it's made, made him more isolated. It's made him more individualistic. It's made him more obsessed about him and his legacy. But the problem is he can't do it all alone. He can't be out there on a pitch by himself. And he seems to forget that. He keeps he keeps doing this. He gets to a point where he sort of thinks, okay, I'm not appreciated enough. I'm going to go elsewhere. And you kind of get the sense that at 37 years old, all these European teams, one after the other, has, has rejected him. So Chelsea, even Sporting, I think, they can't afford him. They wouldn't want him. Napoli might be the only team that are crazy enough to try and fund it. Um, uh, Real Madrid don't want him back. Atletico don't want him. It's just team after it, team. I, I found it so... Sorry to interrupt. I found it no, very no, funny not. that there was a bunch of Napoli fans on Twitter trying to make <laughs> sense. Like, no, we don't need him. But come on, man. <laughs> I think... I think, I, think if, I think it's just like it, it, they're just trying to protect themselves from potential heartbreak. Like... <laughs> You know, we reject you. We're, you know, you're, you're not rejecting us. But in reality, I feel like any team, especially of uh, Napoli's uh, caliber, would just, they'll be so happy to welcome him there. They would, because he, he's the kind of player that would arrive there. It'd be like a, another sort of Maradona. You know, like he, yeah. he would just be, you know, like the, the streets would just be filled with love for him. And I think the only way it would happen is because... They got a president like De Laurentiis, who is a little bit nutty. He's a bit kind of out there. He's a bit crazy. He doesn't have a filter. He, he says whatever he wants to say. And I think he makes moves like that sometimes as well. So if you could see the financial viability of bringing a Ronaldo to, to Napoli, to Naples, I don't think any of those fans would care. I think they'd be like, okay, he's 37. We don't give a shit. Let's, let's, um, let's bring him in. But let's have two years, you know, like every single time the stadium is full. Uh, people are going to cheer his name everywhere. No one's going to care. But he just doesn't fit into a system. He hasn't fit into a system for a long, long time. And what's up time. with that salary too, right? Uh, it's, I don't even know what he's on now, but it's something obscene. And you think, who's going to pay that? Who's going to pay that money? Okay, I know he's Ronaldo and he's not like any other player. His fitness level is better than anyone else. But he's still 37. He gets injured. His body is going to take, you know, more or less just the same amount of time to recover. You can't make that kind of financial investment. The only people stupid enough to do it are Manchester United because they're a stupid club run by idiots who throw money at, you know, like whatever they want to throw at. They just, they don't have any sense whatsoever. So I, I just feel like it, he, he deserves to stay there next season. He deserves to not play in the Champions League because he made a stupid decision. And I guarantee you right now, he's thinking, I wish, I wish I had stayed at Juventus. I wish I was playing in the Champions League with them. Um, But, you know, he screwed us over. Now he screwed himself, so karma. Yeah. Many, many Juve fans, and, and sounds by the sound of it, is uh, you're one of them. They're, they're, not sorry. they're not feeling sorry for him. Not at all. 
the way, way you left. And, you know, you, you mentioned United, and they, they just, I'm just reading that they signed Anthony, who I really wanted at Juventus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 95 million euros guaranteed, plus 5 millions in add-ons. Isn't that nuts? Like, we're reading 95 mil nowadays, and it's just like, yeah, that's a lot, but but – but it's never like mind blowing anymore. Like it used to be, Neymar's transfers and Pogba's transfers were, were groundbreaking. They are tipping the scale so badly. The, yeah. You know the teams in EPL, uh, the totals are in billions now. And it's just like, at which point is the game of football really worth that much money? Uh, screwing fans over, who have to pay hundreds of dollars to go to the stadiums and. Uh, yeah, we're just going back to how, corp how, how corporate everything has become. How, uh, not to go on a tangent, but uh, what's what's I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. He's a player for he plays for Tottenham now. Uh, Richardson, I'm terrible oh, at it. Um, Richarlison, yes. yeah, the Brazilian. So he guy. Was, he, yeah. He was show he was showboating. He was doing a little <laughs> you know keep ups or whatever. He got yeah. fouled, and I hate that that little moment was blown up and that's all people talked about on social media yes. and that just shows you how different the game is even to the point where the player himself was getting into beefs with other <laughs> players and yeah. that was kind of overtook the whole the, the whole game that was yeah, the completely. moment that people were talking about and i guarantee you half of the people who who were engaged in that discussion they didn't even know the the game of the the score of the game. And that's what's sad about today's game is because we're so involved. And hmm. uh, again, just like last season, I think aside from running this podcast, I I just want to take a step backwards and just focus on what's going on on the pitch. And you just can't sometimes can't avoid those uh, the social media beefs and and you know stuff that people talk about. Completely. Uh, I think we're just too involved. <laughs> just, <laughs> man, we need, to, we need to take it back, take it down a notch. Big step uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. I wanted to to bring up Ronaldo because we got two two more two more days left, and God knows what's going to happen. And he <laughs> seems to be desperate now. But like like you said, I feel like uh, you know if he brings him to a top four and cements yeah. himself as the guy he wants to be known as that that United legend. I feel like that's even if he tries, even if he doesn't make it to the Champions League last year, uh, mm -hmm. next year. I feel like just kind of cementing your legacy as the guy who tried, as the guy who uh, scored important winners, and and you know, try to do yeah, something yeah, instead of jumping ship. I feel like that would do more to his legacy than uh, kind of running away again. You know, I think time um, time. I think a lot of people now at United want him gone because of the way that he's behaved because he hasn't he didn't turn up for training and he wasn't doing this and blah 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 <laughs> but um, I think uh, I think the <laughs> that's not going to get annoying at all that's <laughs> so good man <laughs> I think the um, the you know like if, if like you said if, if he leads him to top four next summer no one's going to remember what happened this summer no one's going to give a shit you know they're going to be like wow he stayed it doesn't matter that he didn't have a choice of going anywhere else he stayed against his will but then he you know he came good and he scored so many goals and now we're i don't know maybe they'll finish fourth or something i hope not i don't like them as a team but um yeah you know he they will forget that very quickly and they'll talk about ah oh, he, he's this legend because he brought us back to the top four or something and 
Uh, which is kind of you know, I, I know we're talking about United a little too much, but they're they're they are an interesting club to discuss because at this point, like they're getting their fans are getting these ninety five million signings, uh, but it, the fact that they have Ronaldo on their team and they don't want him isn't that crazy? Isn't that like a it's sign sick. of a of a spoiled fan base? But they haven't won anything in like seven years. I just read the, the yeah. read the you know. The Europa League was their last trophy, and after that, it was just drought. It's and I listen. I couldn't be happier. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Everyone knows how much I dislike United and and their fans. And um, yeah, somebody wrote, "Couldn't have couldn't have happened to a better dude." So <laughs> hey, too bad. I think it's just just quickly to touch on that. I think one of the bigger issues is like you look at the transfer window this summer, and it's. Premier League clubs are selling to other Premier League clubs because no one else can afford those players mm. and those wages. It's creating a little bubble. You've got the, the Premier League and then you've got everyone else. And people are talking about, oh, we don't want a Super League. The, the Super League is kind of already here. It's called the Premier mm. League. and it's, it's just one. Yeah. It's just a bunch of teams, like the teams that get relegated there in the bottom, you know, teams that finish 17th earn more in TV revenue than, you know, some of the teams that finish at the top of City are. So... You know, it it kind of. But we're talking about we're, we're talking about TV revenue, but look at the difference in production value between EPL and, for example, La Liga or Serie A. Hmm. Uh, Paramount. I don't know about you guys in 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 Europe, but Paramount took over uh, the streaming of Serie uh-huh. A, and I've been really happy. And shout outs to Marco. Shout outs to. Uh, uh, Matteo Bonetti and Dre Codrero. They're, they're they they've 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 put Serie A on a map a little more or less uh, last couple of seasons. I love the I love what they're doing, but yeah. it's still not. It's it, you can't compare it to to the the well lit stadiums of EPL and uh, and all the angles and all the cool shots that you get with uh, with EPL. I really hope somebody puts a little money in Serie A to, to kind of promote it a little better to give yeah. give it a little more production value. That's nice. why they're getting billions of dollars, just because people want to watch that, and it's a shame because I feel like Serie A, as far as quality of the games, is so much better. Uh, the games are much more interesting. You get you get nine zero in EPL, and they're claiming to be the best league in the world. But when that happens anywhere else, it's 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 Farmers League chance, you know. It's ridiculous. Uh, enough about that. I uh, I want to finish the podcast with. Uh, the discussion of the Pogba situation. How well, yeah. how well are you informed about that? I know you're running a news website and a news Twitter account. You kind of know more about it. Yeah, uh, I kind of try to avoid it because it's yeah. really cringe and it's really sad. What can you tell us? So, from what I gathered, uh, Pogba's brother Matthias put out this video. He set up a Twitter account specially. He put the video onto all these social media platforms, but he put it onto this kind of infamous website to make sure that it doesn't get taken down. It's one of these places that has no censorship, blah, blah, blah. And he basically said that all this stuff was going to be revealed about Pogba, about his agent, about what he's really like. He he didn't say anything specific. There was no specifics. He just alluded to a lot of stuff. That went out in the evening. And then at some point the following day, this story came out that Pogba had been threatened by these quote unquote friends of his from when he was kid, when he was a kid. Um, I think they're people he came up with. And the story goes that he went back 
during a friendly match that France were playing in. He went back home, go and see his friends, and this group of guys allegedly took him to an apartment where there were some men that were armed, and they basically said, look, we've been protecting you behind the scenes. We want 13 million for our services. And one of these guys that is part of this gang is his brother. Um, mm. This gang also then approached him in Manchester when he was there, when he was still at United, again, threatening him, I, I believe. And they also approached him when he was at a training session just after he joined Juventus. Um, this has now gone to the police. The police are investigating. The, the French football authority have sort of commented on it. I don't think Juventus have made any comments yet because it's still kind of early days. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. It just sounds like he he's been blackmailed. He's his family members or his brother rather is involved. His other brother, by the looks of it, is not involved in it at all. He's like posting things on Twitter about how well he's playing. You know, wherever he's playing, it's like a really weird situation. But yeah, there's there's an, uh, I think there's just an investigation ongoing now. The police are investigating. We'll find out more in the weeks ahead. But it just sounds like Pogba was a victim of. You know, people that he knew from his younger years who want to try and get money out of him, which is which is tragic. But it's your brother as well. It's like beyond people, man. Ugh, crazy. Yeah, really sad and, and and dangerous. No, I mean, man, if you make a lot of money and you don't protect it and don't protect yourself and family, I feel like more money, more problems, man. Like Biggie once said. <laughs> Just, Amen. I don't ever want to be the rich enough for someone to come and say, you know what, I'm taking, I'm taking <laughs> half of it. <laughs> I, I, I do not want to be this rich. I want to travel everywhere yeah. I want to go, uh, but uh, I never want to get wealthy, wealthy enough to um, to get extorted. That's it. Man. That. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading a couple of things here, um, and it's just it's just sad. A lot of a lot of love is going to Pogba. And people, you know, with conspiracy theories that, you know, maybe it's not an injury. Maybe he's just trying to be, trying to stay away from public eye. Well, who knows? I hope it's not the deal. Um, but, yeah, much love yeah. to him. Hope Absolutely. everything shakes up. I mean, let, let you know, Andrea Agnelli get involved, man. You don't want <laughs> to mess yeah. with that, right? You <laughs> no know, way. You, maybe that's why he moved to, moved to Juve, you know, a little bit of protection. You know, send send, send 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 drunk uh, drunk Nedved out there. He'll take care of business. <laughs> what do you guys want from a player? Uh, he is he did turn fifty, by the way. I just looked yeah. at, uh, on the Juventus webpage. He did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we didn't touch enough about Ned. I don't think people know about Nedved. He's that. He was that guy. He still is, dude. But but during his playing days, to to be to I first saw him in. Euro '96 when he yeah. played for Czech Republic, Czech Republic. When that young Czech Republic team uh, took, I believe they took fourth or third place. They were smashing big boys, and and Ned oh, was yeah. in the was in the center of that. You know, with Poborski, another another Juve legend, Karl Poborski. <laughs> people people don't know about that baby. Love May, that man. Uh, May fifth, uh, are one of our one of the one of the non-Juve players that are Juve legends. If you don't know mm -hmm. about Karol Poborski, <laughs> please look him up. But Nedved, Nedved was a part of that, that young uh, Czech Republic yeah. core. And he was a bad motherfucker, man. His goals against Real Madrid. His, his, you, get, you remember his goal against Ajax away where he just sets the foot in a way where I've never seen a goal like this. It's just it, you, you think he's going to 
I, you don't even know what he's going to do, but the way he puts his foot and just smashes it in a, in a top 90, it's, it's a sight to see. What's, what's your favorite uh, Nedved memory? Oh, there's only one. The, the, the memory. Well, actually, okay, there's two. There's one when we played a derby against Torino, and this Torino player just kept like complaining about Nedved, and Nedved just grabbed him by the back of the head and just pulled his hair and like, threw Pulls him on the floor. Yep. Got sent off. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. That's, <laughs> that's a pull and move. Sometimes other... you got to pull a motherfucker by his hair, bro. <laughs> this is it. And the other one was that night in... Um, uh, what was it 2003 when we played against uh, Real Madrid and yeah. we were two I think we were like two two, uh, two it was two two on aggregate Nedved breaks through he's literally between two defenders and you're like mm. oh my god and he scores this goal and I, I, I wrote it on Twitter celebration like he, he does it in one fluid move he scores he yeah. runs past Casillas he's out under mm. the curva and that for me is the definition of what I've always called like a fuck, ah, my guy fuck got you goosebumps. It's, it's amazing. You don't see many fuck you goals. That, that goal, yeah. if, if you want a, a definition of what a fuck you goal is, go and look that up. It's the most, mm. uh, and like he was running, sound. He, oh. he was running so fast and his, his shot was just, he had nothing else on his mind, but, but, you know, giving him, giving it his all and that yeah. volley and his, he, he was running so, so fast his momentum took him across the uh, uh, across the yeah the advertising advertise, the advertising yeah, boards and then he's celebrating in front of the curva and it was still at the old Delhi Alpi Stadium with the flares and the flags going in the background. Amazing. It's so awesome. I feel like I should re- I feel like I should release that on the shirt. <laughs> Speaking of releasing on the shirts, uh, I don't want to go another second without giving a shout out to Dan Colosimo, Colo ninety nine, the goat. The legend. Um, oh, the legend. I mean, the, the, the new logo that you guys will see under this announcement of this podcast is just so beautiful. I literally wrote him an email consisting of like three lines. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. In 24 hours, he writes back to me. He's like, these are the four that I made for you. Choose one. <laughs> and I, I could barely choose one because they're all so beautiful. And I, and I love he's him. He's amazing. And, so talented, yeah, man, that Dan, guy. He's so talented. Yeah. But you can be the most talented person in the world. But he's such a sweetheart. He's such a cool dude. Um, that that's that's what makes him special. So shout out shout outs to Dan Colosimo. If you want your uh, your logo made, please reach out to him. And if you want to rebrand your website or rebrand, he rebranded the whole uh, Giuseppe Bognani. You know, Uncle Beppe. He rebranded <laughs> his his whole channel and. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll see Dan Colosimo designing stuff for Juventus Definitely. one day. Definitely. Wish, wish him the guy. best of luck. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and we will be releasing the shirts with uh, Turin Giants podcast and a new logo. Um, show support. We've never we've never really asked for this channel to be paid, and we've really never asked for donations or anything like that. But if you want to support, you know, there's um, there's stuff that we have to pay for monthly. On this on this podcast and even more now with YouTube. So if you'd like to support us, check out TurinGiants.com. Uh, we will be restocking the, the the stickers and the shirts and uh, a lot more stuff coming up under the Turin Giants brand. I have a lot of awesome shirts ready to go for you guys. Just waiting for the season to get to get going a little bit. Uh, Rav, before we wrap up, anything you want to mention? Anything you want to say? And, uh, uh, just just for people to keep the faith i know that sometimes on social media the, the mood gets real low and i know that when i see you replace certain ways the the 
you know, bums me out as well. But every single weekend there's a chance to recover the form and play a brilliant, beautiful game again. So just, you know, keep the faith. Fina wala fina. That's right. How about that? How about that Vlaovic goal, huh? Oh, beautiful. My God. Did, did you beautiful. watch the slow-mo? Did you watch the slow-mo of the ball just kind of yeah. kind of just kissing <laughs> kissing Smalling's head? And yeah. just the smallest of margins. And it, it went – I mean, there's nothing better than a goal that – than a ball that hits the upper right and just goes into the goal. I mean, that to me that, to me that was all, always one of those uh, aesthetically pleasing things yeah. about football. Is that that you know, the last one I remember was Tevez scoring against Milan when he smashes against the top, <laughs> uh, the, the woodwork. It was awesome. So the Beautiful. next game is tomorrow against Spezia. Spezia. Don't forget to don't forget to check out the pregame on YouTube. Dave will bring this bring it to you guys if you are. Uh, inclined to do so. Uh, let's see standings, and just before we before we go, Juventus is in eighth place right now, right under Inter. Napoli's number one with uh, three. Uh, no team has has won all three, so that's no, that's the good news. The the difference is still minimal. You know, we're in number eight spot with five points, and Napoli is number one with three point. Uh, sorry, with seven points. So. Like you said, every week is a chance to recover and, and do better. That's Rav, it. I love you. <laughs> All of our listeners, thank you guys so much for joining us for this season opener, season number nine. We love you guys. Hope to hear a lot more podcasts this year. Forza Juventus, guys. Love you. Forza Juventus.